Welcome back, boys and girls, to the Clutch Picks podcast. Back again for another swing at it in the NFL. We're going to run over the slate, but before we go over any games, let's get a rundown and a recap of how we did this weekend. Corey, how'd you do this week? Uh, Not too shabby. I didn't bet that much. I hated the slate, really. I had two bets in. I think I lost probably down two units. I hit my lock which everybody disagreed with me on. So I'm very thankful for that. Colts, I had Colts minus nine as my lock. So I hit my lock. And then other than that, the only other thing I did was a money line parlay, which obviously the Vikings cost me. Uh, Other than that, uh, you know, like I said, probably down two units, I think with all that. So not a bad week because I didn't really bet that much. So I can't really complain. I'm looking to get back to it here and make some money this weekend for sure. Yeah, I know we all owe you an apology for ragging on you about that Colts pick. So tip our cap to you with the Colts. Great job. Nico, I know your lock was Buffalo in the Monday night game, and that took a tilt for the worst. So talk about the rest of your week and, you know, what happened and how it played out going up until Monday night. Yeah, um, well, my lock was Buffalo. I didn't know there was going to be three different tornadoes happening in that that stadium. (laughs) But, yeah, me and Jason were actually heavy on the Chargers. I put two units on Chargers, two units on Buffalo. And then I had um, a three-team money line parlay with Tampa Colts and another team, and that hit. So I'm up like probably two units this week. So still up, but my my lock just kind of hurt. And then Jason, Jason again with another huge, huge week, and he just seems like he's seeing the board so well. Jay, I know you won big this weekend once again. Talk us about what you're doing right, what seems to be going right for you, and how you continue to win money. Yeah, it was a monster week, Chuck. Thanks for thanks for introducing me. Honestly, I, you know, I did some live bets. I did punt during the Monday night game, and I bet New England. I took New England in the game. I put a nice chunk of change on that. Hit that. Hit my lock on Miami, and I did a fucking parlay too. I forget what the fuck it was though. Big parlay, giant payout on that. I know Miami was in it, and I also had another teaser. And like Nico mentioned earlier, we both like the Chargers. I almost tripled my bankroll this weekend, so it was it was nice. Jason, Jason, you want to explain that um your anytime touchdown bet that you had the whole huge parlay that you had, and want to give thanks to Mike Kosicki. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had an anytime touchdown parlay. It was like eight guys. Hold on, I'll, I'll actually pull it up right here. Actually, fuck, I won't pull it up. It was eight guys. It was Hopkins, Alexander Madison, and a Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I know you're Jonathan guy. Taylor too. Jonathan Taylor and Mike Kosicki was in it, and he was the last guy who didn't get it. If you looked on my Twitter, a pass in the back of the end zone on a corner route hit him square in the freaking face mask, and it was a five, it was only a five dollar bet, and it would have paid out six hundred fifty dollars. So that was a nice kick in the nuts. If that if that hit, that would have been like monster monster week. Doc, yeah, how'd you do, that, buddy? We we got to talk about great. us. How'd you do? Hey, uh, honestly, it felt good this week. I got, I could say I'm back on track, but I feel like, you know, it's been so terrible this year. It finally felt good to put a couple W's in the column. I actually hit uh, plus 2,000 anytime touchdown score parlay. I had Damian Harris. I was all over Damian Harris on the Monday night game. First touchdown score, anytime touchdown score. And, and a couple parlays that I cashed big too. And so it was good. It was good. I, I tripled my bankroll from what it was not saying much. Cause I was digging out of the mud, but uh, I had a pretty good week. Okay. So for our first game up, 
you know, we only have Nico for a little bit of time. We got our locks, you know, we pre-recorded those. So we're going to put those in the end there, but uh, Nico, we want to get some of your input on some of the other games before you got to go. So without further ado, our first game, we're going to talk about, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans right now. The Titans are minus eight and a half minus nine and a half in DraftKings, And the over under is 44 uh, kind of trending, looking like it's going to stay around there. So, Nico, we actually have this one as your game. So, go ahead, start us off. Tennessee's slowly and steadily getting healthy. Julio is coming off the IR. We have David Long coming back this week. We have Rashawn Evans coming back this week. Byers coming off COVID. So, Vrabel off buys his first three weeks, his first three seasons, sorry, coming off a of bye, has outscored opponents 112 to 45. This is a game where Tennessee dominates Jacksonville and they get right back on track where they're supposed to be. I have Tennessee covering minus eight and a half heavy here or minus nine and a half, anything under 10, I'm definitely going to take. Yeah, I guess I'll roll with Tennessee here. I'm not really interested in this game. You mentioned Tennessee's getting a little healthier. That's great. Doesn't really do much for me. I was it nine points. This line is still a a lot of points. Jacksonville, like nine and a half. Jacksonville could pull a rabbit out of the hat. You never know what happens. It's the NFL, as we all know. So, I don't know. I'll see how I feel about it later in the week. Right now, though, it's kind of just like one I don't even really have a play for. Yeah, if I had to take something, I'd probably just take Jacksonville plus the points because it's a lot of fucking points. But I could see this one being a blowout for the Titans for sure. Nico, like you said, they are getting healthier. I think Jacksonville still fucking sucks individual game that's a lot of points they're it's kind of comparative to the Colts and and the Texans last week so uh, I just don't really know what I'm going to do here I'm probably going to have Titans money line in a couple of my parlays one of my parlays but that's about it for me so this is also one of the first times we have a, our whole healthy starting five O-line so that's also played played in this because Nate Davis is coming back this week Doc you saying anything <laughs> no. Doc's, Doc's giving me the wave on the first game so that's okay all right I'm up next. We got Baltimore at Cleveland right now. Cleveland's minus two and a half over unders currently at 41 and a half 42. looks like it's going to settle around 42 Dude, this game. I'm just excited to watch it. Actually. I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Ravens are coming out knowing that they have to win, but, 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 but I think, Oh fuck. I don't know. I was going to say Cleveland covers at home, but I don't know. I, I could see the Ravens winning this game. I really can. I think that, uh, Baker's trying to force too much recently, even with, with just him being hurt. And he's still trying to make some of these plays that, you know, or pushes when he's fully healthy. So um, I just talked myself into it. I'm going to do Ravens money line here. You know, at that point, that's where the value is, especially when they're plus two and a half, you got a divisional game, kind of the exact spread that you'd expect to see. I think the Ravens are going to squeeze one out here, knowing that they fucking need to win because Colts are right on their heels too. This is a, the AFC is getting tighter and tighter. And some of these teams know that, you know, it, it's crunch time. And I think Ravens are going to pull one out here. Marlon Humphrey is a huge um, loss for the Ravens. They don't have their, they don't have Marcus Peters or Marlon Humphrey now. So, I mean, for this game though, it's not going to mean as much as <laughs> down the future because I mean, Baker stinks. Everyone knows that Baker stinks. So this is a game I was going to stay away from just because I mean, Losing your two top corners and not having them is really huge, but Cleveland's just going to run the ball anyways, and Baker might have 20, 25 pass attempts. So I'm just going to stay away from this game. I think this game was 
two weeks ago. It was a similar matchup, and I took Cleveland, and I forget who. I only remember who the fuck won the game. But I'm just not going to get involved on this one. There's too many injuries on both sides going around, like Nico mentioned, for Baltimore losing. Marlon Humphrey, that's a big blow. I think the Browns, they got a couple injuries on their offensive line, which kind of concerns me a little bit with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. Both teams are desperate. This is a coin flick game for me. I'm going with the under in this game. Uh, divisional matchup. Uh, both these teams like to run the football when you run the football less time on the clock. They're going to run out of time to score all those points. So I'm on the under in this one. We saw it last week uh, with the Steelers-Ravens game. I, I'm expecting the same thing with this game. So I'm on the under in the total, hopefully to get it 42.5. Nice. Okay. Jay, you're up next. We have the Las Vegas Raiders at Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, Kansas City's minus 9.5, minus 9 in DraftKings. Over-under is between 48.5, Jay, go ahead, walk us through it. I think the Raiders are spiraling out of control here with all the uh, nonsense they had going on during the season with their team with Gruden and Henry Ruggs. I think they're having a hard time piecing it back together, and they're not going to be able to piece it back together. Kansas City rolled them, I think, similar situation two weeks ago as the divisional games are starting to get a little bit, uh, starting to come to a close here. They're playing teams twice now. And I just think Kansas City, their defense is playing too well. And I don't think the Raiders are getting Darren Waller back anytime soon. He's a critical piece to that offense. And their defense in uh, Las Vegas is nothing great. And I expect a big day from Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I'm staying very far away from this one. I'm probably going to watch it. Like I said, my dad's a Raiders fan. But uh, that's just a lot of points. Everybody knows I want to bet the Raiders here. I'm not going to do it. I promise you that. Uh, I, I do want to, but I won't because I do think the Chiefs are, this is one of those times that the Chiefs are just going to continue to steamroll these guys, you know? So Jay, good. I mean, not much more to add to what you said. I'm just going to fucking stay back and watch this game. Probably the game I'm going to watch in the one o'clock slate now that the Colts are on a bye. So this is a tease game for me. I might tease um the Titans and the Chiefs down like six points, make them um, both like minus two and a half. I like that. Yeah. Raiders are a sketchy team. They Derek Carr could throw for 400 yards. You could have 152 picks against this team. Who knows? So um, I I, do, I definitely do think the Chiefs will win this game, but I'm just going to tease this down and be safe. Both Titans and um, Chiefs minus two and a half, tease that down. So that's my only play for this one. Yeah, I'm not sold on the Chiefs yet covering spreads. I know in the beginning of the year, you know, it was pretty simple. They didn't cover many games. Um, you know, I'm going to go back to the well there. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a shot in the dark. Corey, I know we started this fuck it play of the week. So my fuck it play of the week is going to be Raiders plus nine and a half. Inconsistency with the Chiefs covering spreads. Other than that, you know, on paper, it does look like a blowout and there's really no meaning uh, to this pick. So making it my fuck it play of the week. Give me the Raiders plus nine and a half. Now, you know, you know, I'm gonna have to fucking take that now that you just said that. So um, hey, now you're gonna, now you're gonna, now you're gonna lose us both money. So that's all right. All right. So Nico had to run. So it's just Charles, myself, and Jason here. So you know, we're gonna pick up the pace a little here. Just walk you guys through what we're thinking. We got Nico's locking coming at the end. So uh, that being said, our next game up, Jock, you're up. I think this is gonna be a good game and. I'm going to tune into it for sure. We have Dallas at Washington right now. 
Dallas is minus four, minus three and a half. So Washington are home underdogs. Uh, over-unders 48, 47 and a half. What do you think here initially? This is an easy game for me to pick. It's Dallas all over it. Dallas kind of, you know, a lot of people are expecting Dallas to do what Dallas does best. You know, kind of make it interesting at the end of the year. Uh, lose to a divisional opponent. It's just not going to happen here. Dallas is good at covering spreads. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win this division. I got Dallas here by a touchdown or more. It's an easy pick, and that's the way I see it. Uh, if there's a way I'm not seeing it, I know you know Taylor Heineke. I was high on him. I think he's a gamer and a dude, um, but you know there's just too much talent on that Dallas team. Uh, this is an easy pick for me. Give me Dallas on the spread. Easy. Yeah, this was going to be my other lock option. I love Dallas here, minus four. I think Washington's won too many games here in a row. They're playing too well. They suck. Dallas is going to beat them the fuck up. It's going to be a blowout. I Wow, I was going to disagree with you guys, but the more I hear you talking about it, the more I think you're right. Washington is due for for a blowout loss. Not just a loss. They're due for a blowout loss. And who better to do that than the Dallas Cowboys? My take's pretty simple. I'm just going to fucking tell you guys. I think Cowboys win this one by at least a touchdown, probably 10 points. Um, I have also, I think Tony Pollard gets in the end zone this game. I really do, and I'm looking forward to that, so I'm going to have that in my bet slip as well. Jason, you're up next. Probably a shit bowl game of the week. I I think it's going to have to be. We have Seattle at Houston right now. Seattle's minus 7.5, so Houston are, are major underdogs at home. Over-under is 41 and a half. That is not going fucking anywhere. Uh, tell me how much you hate this game. I hate it so much. I'm going to tell you I'm not talking about it. Fuck this game. Wow. Okay. Jock, we got we to pick, we, we pick up the slack here. So what do you, what do you think? What was the game? <laughs> Seattle at Houston. Seven and a half over-under is 41 and a half. Oh, my God. Um... Do you, do you, should we just skip it? We'll just skip, skip it. it. Next. Skip it. Next game. Okay. Easy enough. Where's Nico when we need him? Son of a bitch. All right. Well, next one up. I actually really love this game, surprisingly. Um, Detroit at Denver. Okay. Right now, Denver's minus eight. Over-under is 42. You guys are going to laugh at me. Probably a lot of people are going to laugh at me. I'm taking the Lions plus eight. I think that Denver is playing horrible, horrible football right now. Cannot be much worse in all honesty, in my opinion. I think Detroit keeps this. Detroit always plays the shitty teams close. They get blown out by some of the good teams, but the shit teams, they always keep it somewhat close, somewhat competitive. I have Detroit not losing by more than a field goal, so I'm going to have Detroit plus eight, and I'm also I'm also going to sprinkle Lions money line. I think the Lions, they got away with robbery last week. They didn't belong on the field with, Minnesota, even though I did come on last week and said the Lions were going to win, they're horrendous. Every blind squirrel finds a nut, like I mentioned a million times on this show. And I just had a gut feeling last week was the only time the Lions were going to get a win, and they did. Now they got to go on the road to Denver, and they're going to get the living fucking piss beat out of them. Denver, they solid defense. They make you drive the ball. They don't allow big plays. They can stop the run offensively, round and pounded just like the best of them. And I like Denver to win this game by 14. Lions, enjoy your only win of the year. Wow. Oh, my God, dude. Corey, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. 
if I if this play, I'm going to give you this play, but I, if I'm going to make it a lock, I want it to count as two wins if it happens. If you're going to say Lions money line, absolutely. I got Denver defensive touchdown. Oh. And I'm going to make it a lock. So, But you want this to count for two locks. We're, we're going to have to get the Clutch Picks Council together and discuss. I okay. don't give a fuck. It's not <laughs> okay. going to happen. He's 50 games under 500 anyways, so. I'm going it's 51. I'm going with a Denver a Denver defensive touchdown scored. I think Goff's going to throw a pick six. I just feel like that guy is just so inconsistent. You know, he like he's the perfect quarterback for the Detroit Lions. Like right now, he's just like their guy. He could turn around, hand the ball off, he could throw a shitty pass. He just fits the mold of that franchise so well. He's just so shit. <laughs> And I just, I just want him to throw pick six. I could just close my eyes and picture it in my head. Pat Sertain, just pick six. Jared Goff. I could see it. Okay. All right, buddy. Well, you know what? We'll count it for two then. Uh, if that, if if that hits, we'll give you two. But I, I don't think that's a good idea, Jock. Unless you, I, I mean, you're obviously confident in it. So who am I the fuck to tell you what to do? So uh, next game up, I'm actually, dude. I'm excited for this one too. We have the Giants, the New York Giants at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers right now minus 10 and a half. It's going to be a shitball game, but I'll tell you why I'm excited for it. Jay, you're up first. Over-under is 44, 44 and a half. What do you got? I, I guess you got to go with the Chargers here. I watched the Giants play versus Miami, and holy Christ, are they bad. They can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. But their defense can play a little bit. They could slow down some people. But I don't see the Giants even scoring a touchdown. They look so out of sync Sunday versus Miami. And I don't think Daniel Jones or any other weapons are coming back. So it's going to be a similar situation. Chargers minus 10 and a half. Good play here. I love it. I'm going to go with a back door here. I'm going to go Giants on a back door cover. Uh, I think it's going to be, you know, a blowout the whole game. It might be a two score game going into late to the fourth quarter. And then Giants, you know, punch one in late and backdoor cover. So I'm going to go with the backdoor cover here. Uh, I kind of want to see Barkley get in the end zone for the sake of that guy's young career. You know, give him something to look forward to to grow on to going into next season. Um, but I'm going to go Giants backdoor cover here plus 10 and a half. Doc, I am going to tell you, I think that this is a big week for these high point underdogs. Um, you guys know, I just said I was on Jags. I was on Detroit. I'm on the Giants. All these high underdogs I'm on. And I think part of that is because last week, if you looked at it, all it was was favorites. Favorites covered left and right. And I think this week's going to be the opposite. I think a lot of the underdogs are going to come in and just play some good quality football towards the – and not only that, not only that, but I think that some of these other teams are starting to maybe lighten the workload a little who, who know what's going on. Like for the Chargers, I mean – I could see Jock kind of like you said, them getting up a lot and, and maybe taking some of their stars out and, and saving some some reps there. And Giants backdoor cover sounds like like a game plan to me, and it sounds like dollar signs in my mind. So uh, I'm with you here, kid, no doubt. I, I think that this is a big – it's going to be a big week for these high-point underdogs. First time this season that, that I could see a lot of them covering. So uh, that just goes to show where, where I'm at this week. So this game – I cannot fucking wait. It was going to be my lock of the week, but I ended up switching it last minute. We have San Francisco at Cincinnati. Jock, this one's yours. 
Right now, the Bengals are minus one. So it's a pick them. Over-unders 48 and a half, 49 and 47 and a half. So make sure you do your research here, guys. If you're going to play that total, it is all over the fucking place. Other than that, it's a pick them. So, Jock, who are you going to pick? San Fran at Cincy has Mixon anytime touchdown score and Elijah Mitchell anytime touchdown score written all over it in the same game parlay. That's what I'm going to be taking here. It's a 50-50 game. It's a coin flip game. And I'm trusting both the running backs to get in the end zone in this one. Both of them got in last week, and I expect them to get in again. I'm not going to go into detail about scheme or anything. I'm expecting Mixon and Elijah Mitchell to get in the end zone in this game. Yeah, I'm real interested in this game, but I want the Cincinnati Bengals to lose, but I think they're going to end up winning the game. That's all I got to say on this one. They lost a heartbreaker. They came out flat last Sunday versus San Diego. I mean, not San Diego, the Chargers. I'll just call them the Chargers. And I think they're going to find a way to win this one. As much as I love San Fran, they lost to Seattle. They could come out and play a great game and win this game. I'm not sure why I'm putting my money on. I just think since he's going to win the game. I feel like, Jay, I think you make some, uh, a great point. And I initially was there. But just, just to go against the grain here, I'm going to take San Francisco. Um, I think that after that heartbreaker, I mean, they were beat, weren't they up 17 points or something? And then all of a sudden Seattle came back and just went on fucking three scoring drives out of nowhere. I think after that heartbreaker, San Fran's going to come out. And this season, after the Bengals have had some blowout wins, they've had some pretty shitty games. Jock, I love what you said. I think both running backs are going to score in this game. I'm going to take Kittle over receiving yards. I'm pretty sure. I I also think, I don't know if he gets in the end zone, but I think he's going to have a lot of receiving yards um, after watching him play last week. So that being said, I'm just going to take San Francisco and and hope that the, uh, the ball falls my way here. So, all right, I'm up next. This is our second to last game before our locks of the week. So I'm looking forward to this one just because I'm hoping that Aaron Rodgers gets to talk some more shit. We have Chicago at green Bay right now. Green Bay is minus 12 and a half. Holy fuck, dude. Over-unders 44 and 43 and a half. I was going to come out here and say Green Bay. But just to go with the trend, dude, fuck it. Bears, massive underdogs here. Divisional game. I'm taking Bears plus 12 and a half. Um, Last time they played, Green Bay won by 10. It was only a three-point game until Rodgers went on his last drive. I think the Bears can keep this close enough. I, I actually don't, but <laughs> just the fact that I went with all the high point underdogs, I'm, I'm going to go with the Chicago bears here just to cover that 12 and a half. I feel like, you know, maybe I can get lucky and they'll keep this at, at a 10 point game. Oh my God. No fucking way. Green Bay at home. <laughs> Green Bay at home. They're going to come out and just fucking sling it all over the place. And I hate that this is a primetime game. If we get yeah. late in the season here and you go, you know, you got a divisional game. I understand preseason. Yeah, it looks like a good matchup. It's fucking late in the year. Let's start flexing better games into the primetime slots and get these shipboard games the fuck out. Who wants to watch Chicago play on Sunday night? Like nobody, not yeah. me. I'm going to take Green Bay. They're going to they're going to sweep the Bears. I made a bet with uh, Mr. Zeter, Scott Zeter, the old uh, woodshop teacher, <laughs> that the Packers would sweep. The Bears, he bet me 50 bucks, and I am looking forward to collecting my $50. So there's my money on that one. 
I'll probably sling a nice little bet on the Packers as well. So what I mean, the Packers minus 12 and a half. So there's my take, Corey, take the Packers, not the Bears. Trust yeah, me. I know. I, 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 dude, I like you heard me. I initially I was going to. I just I feel like a lot of these underdog, you know, Jay, you're right, dude. Fuck that. Green Bay is going to win by at least 14. Not a single doubt in my mind. I just wanted to kind of stay with my trend today for some odd reason. This is going to be the first high point underdog I'm not taking. Green Bay, absolutely, Jay, you're right. Thank you for for talking me into that. That was a fucking idiotic take from me for sure. So, Corey, do you want to know what is going to determine what I'm going to do in this game? I bet you can't guess it. Um, the weather. It it involves weather, but it also involves what people wear. Oh, if Tiger wakes up wearing red, no, (laughs) I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Packers minus twelve and a half, but I'm gonna wait till the pregame show to see if Aaron Rodgers is wearing his white turtleneck under his jersey. If Aaron Rodgers wears his white turtleneck under his jersey, I'm betting Packers minus 12 and a half. If he's not wearing the white turtleneck, I'm betting Bears plus 12 and a half. That's what I'm betting. Wow. Okay. I mean, I kind of like that. I, what I like- the fuck does that have to do with the game? I, I, mean, I like some weird shit like that. Like, though. Jesus. Like, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers could like. go out there in a bra and underwear, and they're still covering this fucking spread. <laughs> Listen. I like the play of the white turtleneck. This is my white turtleneck play. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I love the play. You might love the play. I don't really care about this game. I won't watch it. I don't give a fuck about who who who's <laughs> on the field. If Aaron Rodgers has a white turtleneck on, I'm betting Aaron Rodgers in his white turtleneck. Okay. I don't give a fuck about what other people do. <laughs> Well, Jock, thank you for your very enlightening take there. I mean, wow, that, that may be one of the most absurd things we've ever had on this show. And we've talked about a lot of fucked up shit. So, you know, I, I think whatever floats your boat and helps you get into that mindset, so be it. Now, we this is our last game before our locks of the week. And I can't believe nobody made it a lock. I am so excited that, again, two Mondays in a row now, we have, even though last Monday the weather fucking sucked, Two Mondays in a row, we have a game that you could actually sit down and watch on Monday Night Football. We have the Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals right now minus three. Cardinals are minus three, over-unders 51 and a half. Jock, this one's yours, okay? If you don't mind, I would like to take this from you. But if you want it, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. Do whatever the fuck you want. I, I'm looking at this line right now. I see Cardinals minus three. And I see the value is minus 105. All that says to me is to drop a bomb, a bomb. That means a lot of people are betting the Rams. I don't think the hook's going to come into play here. I think the Cardinals are going to win by at least six points. So I'm going to take the Cardinals minus three while the value is there. And I feel like this is just a good play. I also, I also like James Conner anytime touchdown score, obviously. Um, who doesn't, you know, he always seems to just get his, just to waddle in the end zone there. So I like James Conner anytime, but I love Cardinals minus three and the value that these books are giving you to bet that number right now. Corey, I'm peeking on here right now. It's already at two and a half. So it already dropped half a point. So So double down. Fuck it. 
I don't know what the fuck I like here. You know, two good teams, and I don't think two good teams like this, one team's going to sweep the other team. Arizona already beat uh, the Rams earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So I, I really don't know. I think the Cardinals, obviously, they're playing better. I'm going to have to wait on this game. I'll probably wait till Sunday night to make my decision. But right now I'm looking at the under because I see a lot of stats where divisional matchups, the second time they play each other, they the under hits, I don't know, say 63% of the time. So that's a good number there. So I, I definitely got to feel this one out and see how I perform Sunday. And if I got a little extra change laying around, I'll, I'll throw a bomb on this one. Good idea. I like that. Cardinals minus two and a half. Don't overthink this one. They're great at covering spreads. They're the better team going into the game. They're a more consistent team going into the game. They're about to put the whole NFL on notice that they should be taken seriously. They're the biggest threat to Tom Brady and the Bucs in the NFC. I don't. I think this game, it could be a playoff matchup. But as I see it right now on pen and on paper right now, Cardinals are a better team. They're better than a field goal than the Rams. Say what you want about Aaron Donald and Von Miller. They haven't produced the way people thought they would. To say they did is is they're dead, dead wrong. So give me Cardinals minus two and a half. Corey, I'm with you. Nice. Drop a Jack, bomb on the only this thing one. I, the only thing I got a problem with what you said is everything you said is valid besides the fact that the Cardinals are better than them on paper. That's not fucking true. The Rams are a way better team on paper. They just haven't yet to mesh together as a team yet. I mean, we watched them beat up on Jacksonville. And I also don't think Arizona is the threat to Tampa Bay. The only threat. I think Green Bay is a bigger threat. I think Green Bay is better than Arizona. They already beat them in Arizona with their backups. So, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I'm going to have to wait this one out. Great game, though. Nice to have a nice primetime game. Yeah, finally, right, dude. I feel like we we've been we've been begging for weeks to have a fucking primetime game like this on Monday night. So before we get into our locks this week, we're gonna go over our records quick. And we did have a two v two last week. It was the Chiefs and Broncos. Nico and I were on Broncos plus seven and a half, or sorry, plus nine and a half. We ended up losing that one. So Jock and Jason add another two v two in the column there. Move up to eight and three. Good job, guys. Good win there. You know, Chiefs looking like they're back on track. Defense is finally fucking playing well. And then for our locks, a rare occasion, Nico took a hit, obviously, like you said, with the fucking tornadoes on Monday night. So, Nico, you dropped down to 7-2-1, and one, which, I mean, is still pretty fucking phenomenal. Jason, Dolphins got your back again, bumped you up to 8-6. and six. Jock, final, a winning week for Jock. He went 2-1. and one. He had three locks, went 2-1. and one, So he moves up to 4-8. and eight. You're clawing away at that deficit. You were one and seven at one point. So you are on a three and one streak right now. And obviously the Colts one for me bumped me up to eight and three. So I'm looking pretty good too there. So that being said, now it is time for our locks of the week. All right, Jay, you're up first. So for our first lock of the week, obviously you guys might've picked up on it. We did not have Charles talk about the Thursday night game, even though he is our Thursday night specialist. Jay, your lock of the week. We have Pittsburgh at Minnesota right now, Minnesota minus three and FanDuel and DraftKings 
three and a half in BetMGM. The over-unders at 43 and a half, 43. Kind of a little bit of movement there. Looks like it's going to settle around 43 and a half. But who do you got here? I got the Steelers here, um, plus three. I, I looked at this board for a long time. I'm just like, holy fuck. I don't know who I like. My other option was Dallas minus four versus Washington. I just don't really love anything this week, so I just came down to it. I think Pittsburgh, you know they're going to find a way to sneak their way in the playoffs, and I think they're going to probably win this game versus Minnesota, but I'm going to play it safe and take them plus three. And, you know, the Vikings are missing Dalvin Cook, and Adam Thielen's going to be out a few weeks, and they're going to be able to dial in on Justin Jefferson and slow him down a little bit, and they'll squeak out a win in a close one. But bet. Uh, Pittsburgh with the points. This is the tough one. This whole slate, dude, we've been talking about it all day. This whole slate is tricky and it's just shit. I mean, I came up with my lock, I think probably right when we started recording, even I don't even know what it was, but um, Jay, I'm just going to tell you here because I want some skin in this game. Obviously it's a Thursday night game. I think I'm probably going to take Adam Thielen anytime and um, maybe, Najee anytime, just something like that. Just do a little same game parlay. But I'll tell you here, I'll take uh, Pittsburgh at right now. Like I said, three and a half plus three and a half. So I'll, I'll tell you here, not much more. Did you yeah. say Adam Thielen anytime? He's out. He's out, man. Oh, is he? I didn't know that. He, okay. He, he well, got hurt. He fucking broke his ankle or whatever. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Sprained well, there goes it. that one. So yeah, I guess I'll out. just do Najee anytime. Then. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, this is a real, this, like you said before, Corey, this is a really tough slate for me, too. I Steelers just always keep finding a way to win games and no one really understands it. TJ Watts back, which is huge. He played really well last week. I'm just going to tell you here Steelers plus three and a half. The Vikings are so inconsistent. And I think if Zimmer loses this game, I think he's freaking gone to be honest with you. I think if he loses this game, he's going to be gone. So I'm, I'm Steelers plus three and a half. I think I might sprinkle a little bit of money line too. Yeah. This got trapped game written all over it for me uh, I'm not touching it I don't understand the spread I don't understand what Vegas sees uh, I think I think three and a half either way is just too many points especially the Vikings coming off such a brutal loss I'm not touching this game too many too many things that go into it and you know, feeling not being there and cook not being there I'm not touching it I'll watch the game but I'm not touching this game okay that's okay jock because you're up next. So again, you know, we, we kind of had a trend these past couple weeks with picking our favorite teams in the locks and I don't want to jinx you, but it's, it's been working. Uh, that being said, we have the new Orleans saints at the New York jets right now. New Orleans is minus five, minus six, minus five and a half all over the fucking place. Uh, so away favorites jets are home underdogs. Over-unders, 43-and-a-half, 43, kind of moving a little bit there too, but uh, kind of no surprise here. What do you got? Yeah, I, I was on this podcast saying that Saints are, won't win another game till mid-December, and here we are. You know, it's that time. They're going to win this one. If they're going to win it, it's going to be more than a score. The Saints are a pitiful football team. There's, there's no way around it. We just waved Kenny Stills, so we lost another weapon. Um, I think the front office is starting to get the gist of it, understanding that, um, you know, it's about, it's about draft capital now. So, you know, if there's a game we're going to win probably for the rest of the year, it's going to be this one. Uh, so Vegas, I feel like has the same, the same thought, uh, that this is their game to win. This might be the last one of their season. 
So, you know, take it while you can. And I'm going to bet with my favorite team, you know, and just hope to God that they could beat this shit bird opponent by more than a touchdown. So my, my money's with them, my faith's with them, but uh, pack it up for the Saints this year. It's over. So my last time I'll bet on them. Yeah, this one is, is kind of tricky for me. Um, obviously, I had a horrible play last week that I didn't end up taking in the Jets over the Eagles. We don't have to talk about that much. That was kind of my long shot. Uh, got you fired up a little, Jock. But, you know, I feel like I'm just going to end up staying far away from this game. If I was going to take anything, I feel like really the only value here for me would be Jets money line. Um, I don't really see it happening, though, so I'm probably not going to touch it. You know, maybe maybe I'll do a little bit of uh, – dude, I don't even know. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to take here because Trevor Sim- – or Taysom Hill is back, so pr- I'm probably going to take Taysom Hill anytime. I'm going to take that until he hits it. So I'm probably going to end up losing money on those plays, but I'm going to take it until he gets in the end zone. I mean, dude, like I said, I'm probably staying away from this besides Taysom Hill anytime. I know Taysom has that finger issue, so I don't know if he'll be running QB1, but I, I'm, I'm a little worried with the line moving due to Alvin Kamara's return. It could be this week. Nobody really knows. I'm sure, you know, if work gets wind that Kamara's coming back, it might go up to six and a half. It might even go past seven uh, if yeah, he definitely. comes back. Who knows? Because Kamara, I mean, uh, excuse me, Ingram really hasn't been, you know, that big of a factor in the run game. So, you know, Kamara could swing the spread, probably a good solid two points. So, you know, if you get it at five, four and a half, and then Kamara comes out and he's playing, you know, congratulations, you you, you stole a couple points from Vegas. Corey, Corey Davis is out for the Jets. I mean, he really hasn't played all season, but he's got put on the IR. He's getting surgery on his core. These Both these teams are just really are not that, that good. But if Kamara plays, I'm going to wait till probably Sunday. If he plays, I'm definitely on the Saints. I think he is that key factor that the Saints need. But if he does not play, I mean, this, there's just no play for me. So I'm just going to wait on this till Sunday. Yeah, I'm kind of the same thing I'm waiting out. I'm kind of the hell with Alvin Kamara. If he plays or not, that's irrelevant to me. I'm more worried about their two tackles playing. If they play, I think the Saints had a right bet here. So I'll be keeping an eye on that. Okay, short and sweet, Jay. Nice. Thanks, uh. You know, Jock, I feel like at some in some instance, you're definitely going to end up talking me into betting the Saints here for some odd fucking reason. I just have a feeling you have a way to do this to me. And um, you know what? Right now, I wouldn't be opposed to it because you are getting hot on your locks now. Finally, it took you it took you uh, what eight weeks, but we're there. And, and now you're you're on the upswing. It's working for you. So I feel like in some instance, I'm definitely going to end up end up tailing you. Uh, Nico, you are up next. It's your second time taking this team as a lock in the past three weeks. We have the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Right now, Panthers are minus three. Over-unders, 43 and a half, 42 and a half. Probably going to settle around 43, or I'm sorry. Uh, well, yeah, probably probably around 43. That's what it's looking like here for me. But uh, go ahead and walk us through it. I'm going with the more high, high-end offense here. The Falcons rank higher than the Panthers in yards per play, red zone efficiency, and third down offense. And you got – yeah, Cam had a good three, four plays. And everyone's saying, yo, he might be back, he might be back. And then the Dolphins just completely exposed him. If you blitz Cam, he's going to feel under pressure and he's going to struggle. I mean, the Falcons beat up on their level of teams. So the mid-pack below – 
the Falcons play really well against. And then if they're facing playoff teams, they really do struggle. Like the Cowboys, they struggled against Tampa. They actually did not look bad against Tampa last week, but usually they struggle against high-end teams. This Panthers team is nothing special. We've been saying it all all year on this podcast that we are I'm we're none of us are Panther believers. No Chris McCaffrey and Cam Newton's at the home. I have definitely a Falcons plus three. You guys know that there is one thing I'm going to say, so I'm just going to get it out of the way. Nico, you want to say it with me? Fuck One, two, three. Fuck the Panthers, dude. I fucking hate the Panthers. I I mean, the Panthers are absolutely horrible. I cannot despise a team anymore. I've held a grudge since week seven, I think, week eight. If you like the Panthers, I say it every week. Fuck the Panthers. If you like the Panthers, fuck you too. Um, the Panthers are an embarrassment to the NFL. They have a shitty color scheme. They have a horrible offense, and I fucking hate the Panthers. I hate their quarterback. I hate every single thing about the Panthers. Fuck the points. Keep your fucking points. I'm taking Atlanta money line. Not a doubt in my mind. Nico, great play. If you didn't, if you weren't the first person in the chat to call out your lock, I, I was going to be on this one too. So fuck the Panthers. Falcons money line all day. Let's go. Come on, Matt Ryan. Uh, this might this might surprise you guys. I actually like Carolina minus three here. I know I've really took a deuce on Carolina this year, said they haven't been shit or whatever. But their defense is respectable, and you can't deny that. Matt Ryan's an old GOAT, and their offense isn't necessarily dynamic. I think their pass rush is going to be able to chew on Matt Ryan's ass a little bit, and their offense is going to be able to do just enough to squeak out a win here by more than fucking three points here. I mean, it's like the battle of the sisters of the poor in this game. I'll probably sprinkle a little bit on Carolina. Other than that, not too interested. Atlanta's really bad. And Carolina plays well in some spurts. I think this one, they might. Oh, let's give it a 2 2 I really wanted 2 2 on this one. Yeah, I mean, this is an NFC South football game. And, you know, the one thing I, I'm trying to figure out with the Falcons is, is that offense, you know, doesn't really flow that well. It, 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 all year it's been stuck in the mud. And uh, in order to win games in the NFC South, you need – to move the ball down the field. You got to be able to score late, late in drives, convert on third down. Um, and that's the way you're going to make the playoffs. If you want to p- compete in, in that division, especially with Tom Brady in your division. So, you know, my play here is the under, uh, I don't think these offenses are that dynamic. I don't trust either one of them to get in the end zone and finish drives. If I were to pick uh, a, pl- a spread play, it'd probably be with Carolina. Uh, just because I don't really trust the Falcons uh, enough to score the ball. Uh, like I said, it, these two teams are kind of tough to watch, uh, but I am on the unders, my main play. Gun to my head, I am taking Carolina. Hey, sounds good to me. So no 2v2, almost a 2v2. We're not doing a gun to your head 2v2, though. So um, that leaves me. I'm up last. This was probably, I mean, not probably, this is going to be my chalkiest lock in the history of clutch picks, it's just a shitty slate. We know we, we were talking about it for the most part all day, all in the group chat. That's all we talked about. Nico fucking brought it to my attention. Monday morning rolls around. He texts me. He goes, did you guys look at the slate? Like what the fuck? Why horrible? I mean, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I was torn between this game and then the San Francisco game, but uh, with some convincing from my peers, I ended up doing this one. I got Buffalo at Tampa Bay. Right now, Tampa Bay is minus three. Over-unders 52, 52 and a half. I'm taking Tampa Bay minus three while I can get it. I think that, oh, you know what? Hold on, the weather. You know, Buffalo going down into uh, 
into hot Tampa Bay, Florida there. That sun's going to be beaten down at 420. It's going to be real hot. And uh, I just I just think uh, uh, Josh Allen's going to have a tough time getting the ball out. No, I, I think it's going to be a good game, but I think the Buccaneers are going to have a drive at the end of the game. I think it's going to be a very close game and probably going to be a push, but I can see something going on where Tampa Bay wins by six, wins by a touchdown. So I'm taking Tampa Bay minus three as my lock of the week. I'm going against you here, Corey. I think the Bills are actually going to win this game. It's just because I can't see Buffalo falling to seven and six and trying to dig themselves out of a ditch. Tampa Bay isn't playing desperate football. I mean, on any other day in the playoffs or whatever you want to say, I would take Tampa Bay minus three every time. But I just think with the way Buffalo's falling off the rails here, they need this win so bad. I think they're going to get the win. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think Josh Allen's going to throw throw the ball everywhere against the secondary. This Tampa Bay secondary really hasn't been tested yet by a quarterback, and probably since week five or six against the Rams. I mean, they're they're really going to get tested because the Bills are not going to want to run the ball. They're going to want Josh Allen's going to want to throw because they ran the ball a lot last week, and it obviously did not work out for them. So I think Josh Allen's going to have a great day, and I'm on Bills money line. I'm on the points here. I'm on the points. I think both of these offenses have a lot of firepower into them. And I think if there's one way uh, to bet this game, it's with the over. Uh, you, you get a rocket arm like Josh Allen and Tom Brady, who's still in tip-top shape. Uh, you, you're asking for points to be scored. I'm going to bet with that narrative. I know Vegas wants me to think that way, uh, but I think it's still not enough points for me to bet the under. So, I'm going with the over here in this one. Doc, I think that's a smart play too. I didn't really think about that one. Um, Jay and Nico, this one for me was more of a, a game that I wanted to just kind of bet with, with the hotter team, you know, Buffalo has not been playing well. And, you know, you guys make a good case, especially for the fact that they do need a fucking win. I mean, they do, but I, I just, I don't know. They're, they're just, they're too chalky for me right now to, to take them in, in any sense, really. So like I said, that's kind of where where I base this off of. You can't really look at yesterday's game or Monday's game versus New England and hold that as like hold that up against hold them up against the wall and like say this is you know a performance you guys put on because the weather was so shitty. I mean, if they were able to throw the ball, Buffalo easily handles New England. Um, I'm not it, looking it's at really I'm not, not much of a debate. I just think you said they're not playing well in general, but I mean. They should have beat the shit out of New England. And it would have been one of those things, well, Buffalo's back. And Tampa Bay, they don't have to come out and show their best shit Sunday. If they lose, like, whatever, who gives a fuck? So, I, like I said, Buffalo, they need this so fucking bad. And they're going to be playing like their season's on the line because if they lose, they got an up. Jay, I'm more talking about ever since they fucking played the Jags. They lost to the Jags. They lost to the Colts. Now they lost Corey, to the Patriots. But- Corey, are you, are you a trend guy? Yes. Okay, so Titans beat them. Bills beat Dolphins. Bills lost the Jags. Bills beat Jets. Colts beat the Bills. Bills beat the Saints. Patriots beat the Bills. Bills are projected to win. That's yeah. trends, bro. In that way, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really change my 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 viewpoint that much. You know, like I said, I just don't think their Buffalo is so inconsistent and not even taking into account that new England game. I just think that Tampa Bay is playing better football right now. Jay, that does kind of scare me a little what you said, like Buffalo is going to come out and, and think that they need to win this game because potentially they do, 
you know, especially with the Colts coming up in the AFC South there too. I mean, we're seven and six now, so they drop this game and, and that's going to be, be pretty tough. So I, I see what you're saying for sure. If this game was played, if this game was played Super Bowl Sunday or something, I mean, I would yeah. take Tampa Bay yeah. so everyone minus seven. You know, yeah. it's yep. just it's just the point of the season. It's one of those field games for me. So I see where you're yeah. coming from. Makes but, sense. But, Makes sense. Well, that's it for us guys here at the Clutch Picks podcast. We're on a nice little hot streak here. Chucky's winning a couple locks. Corey's staying above water like usual. Nico shit his pants last week and lost all his winnings on the Bills. <laughs> and, I had a, and I had a nice little solid week. I'm excited. Looking forward to uh, the upcoming games here. But like we said, it is a slippery one here. So who knows what's going to happen. Follow us on Twitter at Clutch underscore Picks 1. We're posting a little profanity on there, having some good laughs, busting some balls. Come join us, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Sundays are Sundays. Bye-bye. Good night. You hear me fart into the mic? The Clutch Picks crew is not to be held responsible or liable for a loss of money, injury, or harm. 